0: How many times a week would you say is too many times to have beans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say three times. Exceeding three times Whoa. is probably too many. Um, I don't know how, I like how that. many. How, how many, many times? Uh, what? What is the conventional wisdom?
2: There, there are a lot of kinds of beans out there, though. Sure. Well, let, let's ju- true. Let's
0: let's just say let's say okay your selection. Well, okay, this is a good This is a good point, because you could, okay, you could think like black beans and pinto beans, kidney beans, you know, the, the larger beans. There must well, be lentils. a name for these beans. Right, but exactly. But then we get into lentils, and it's just all over the place. We don't, like, that's a whole other situation there. A lentil versus a pinto bean. You know, you even got lima beans. You got the big beans, and you got the small beans. Mm. And I think, I don't know, I think, I think, I think... I think I mean, I feel like there are some cultures where it's like there's always beans, just beans all the time,
2: right? As as Johnny Cash sang, look at them beans.
0: (laughs) Wait, is that an actual song?
2: Oh, yeah. I'll put a link to that in the show notes.
0: (laughs) Look at them beans.
2: Although, I don't know. I think I took your question to mean sort of like
1: beans is like a primary side. Like, I don't know. Beans just is like a... Ingredient and other things, yeah that's kind of like unlimited I, I, but I don't know beans is like I'm gonna have a side of beans with whatever I'm eating i, I think three is like that's sort of the upper limit,
0: yeah yeah, that for that fifth time you're gonna be like, oh, I'm sick of beans yeah. uh, look, look at those beans, I don't want any more of them,
1: <laughs> well, it raises <laughs> another question like can you eat the same meal? I can eat the same meal like multiple times a week, like no problem oh yeah I like I like it, but like I don't know my house other people hate it so um i don't know i think that's that, that's maybe a variation of your question is like how many well, times I, can you eat the same meal in a week and not feel now annoyed I'm, by I'm, it?
0: I'm assuming that you're eating the same meal you're eating is like a healthier meal than not yeah right? something is with
1: like known it? calories known nutrition you can just be like oh i know exactly what's in it so you know so what, what are you what are easy. you going
0: to be eating the same of You, you get a turkey salad What's I don't. Know, I
1: usually there. do some kind of variation of like chicken, like chicken rice, and uh, like you know beans, maybe beans, could <laughs> be beans, but usually like chicken rice, broccoli, vegetable kind of thing, right? That's a real. It's like a 500 calorie kind of meal. If, now if a broccoli, want.
0: broccoli is a real solid. I feel like a broccoli is just like that's a solid vegetable. It kind of holds up the whole the whole food selection thing. There, I'm not really sure how that happened, but it is like what what is it about? Why is that? Is it just because it's so like tough, so it feels like durable? Like I don't really even know if broccoli is good, but I, I it, sure do eat a lot. It's Easy
2: to it. prepare. I think I think that's probably yes. part of it, and and of course you know the the broccoli is is actually like five or six different vegetables in one. You know, it's depending on uh, which strain of How it you have. count, huh? Well, it's like broccoli and cauliflower are like the same species. Oh, really? And, that's and right. then it's like collard greens maybe oh and, yeah uh, there's some there's some like you know uh you know um, blog post or, yeah science post that's like you know technically these are all the same plant right mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah maybe brussels sprouts are in there too oh um, yeah 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 they're no, all know, like the I, same plant just you know different uh traits or, i think or- i i think i could eat collard greens every day but that would be the, that would be
1: the best. That one's like too like that's like an opinionated. Like some some people are going to love that and other people oh, aren't. Yeah, like whereas yeah. I think broccoli is like no one well, I think some people really do like it, but it's very neutral. Like I feel like you get for broccoli yes. it's like people are like, oh, broccoli." They're just like it's oh it. other vegetables, I don't know, the more exotic you get, the more
2: objections you
1: get. Or or yeah. potentially, you know, people do love other things, but like Well,
2: then you got your super tasters who, you know, they they can't take the broccoli. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think you, yeah, I think if someone if you, you got to learn how to eat broccoli because that's going to be that's going to be your the default vegetable for learn a lot of servings in life.
0: Yeah. Now, now, okay. Now, how about you know? Okay, so you got a lot. Of, we've got a lot of experience with broccoli. We're we're having beans three times a week. Now, how do, how do you crack the mystery of spinach? I feel like mm. spinach is this thing that would be great to eat, but there's just something that just like doesn't work, right? Like it's theoretically a good side to have a lot of. But it's always like you buy a big bag of spinach, and next thing you know, you've got a spoonful, right? It but goes then if bad you, past. yeah, and it goes, yeah, it goes bad fast, and then it, and then if you, most of the time when you cook it, it just turns into this pulpy mess. But like I feel like I have had spinach that was like actually good. At, at places, well, like, like was I, it like
1: coated in butter and like and that maybe. kind of spinach I don't, cream, you know, spinach or something like that? Now, That's the only okay, time well, I've had it with spinach.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, you
2: could I'm,
0: yeah, you could probably take a cream a cream spinach recipe and put like you know yard leaves in there, and it would be good. Like it doesn't really matter what you got going there. But I, I think maybe that that is like a, I, I need to figure out mastering uh spinach and maybe uh making collard greens every night. That would be awesome. Just always have that on the pot. You know, start in the morning, put some greens in there, sweep the floors, and get ready for some uh, collard greens at night.
1: (laughs) Software Defined Talk is brought to you by Drada. Our compliance requirements slowing down your engineering team. Meet Drada, the simplest way to achieve continuous SOC 2, ISO 27001, PCI DSS, HIPAA, and GDPR compliance. Through a suite of over 60 integrations from AWS to GitHub to Cloudflare. Drata puts your security compliance on autopilot. Countless DevOps and engineering professionals from companies including Notion, Full Story, and Bamboo HR have shared how crucial it has been for expediting their software development processes and prioritizing their engineering hours. As G2's highest rated cloud compliance software, Drada empowers companies to see all of their controls, easily map them to SOC2, ISO 27001, PCI DSS, HIPAA, and GDPR frameworks, and gain immediate insight into Overlap. Your company can start building a solid security posture from day one with Drata. Achieve and maintain compliance as the business scales and expand security assurance efforts. Say goodbye to long days of spreadsheets and screenshot evidence collection and say hello to the future of automated compliance. Listeners of Software Defined Talk can get ten percent off Drata and waived implementation fees at Drada.com slash partner slash stt. Again, that's drada.com slash partner slash and of course. We thank Drata for sponsoring our show.
0: Well, that company, Dagger, got some funding. Now, we could talk about the, the idea of, of putting a layer of abstraction on top of uh, a CI/CD pipeline. Yep. That's what programmers love to do. Put another layer on a layer, as it were, which is fine. But now I uh, uh, related to this. It uses some—I need some explanation of what's going on here, but it, it looks like it uses— Uh, Something called Q, C-U-E, which as far as I can tell is like basically Java interfaces, I think, like with the curly (laughs) braces and you define like types and it has like a lot. It's been a long time since I've read like um, like developer first, only developer language, like documentation for a new company with lots of words like infinitely extensible abstraction layer. And then, and then lots of clever phrasing, like in this Q thing, it talks about a type is a value. And they, and they put that in italics, and they try to explain that kind of stuff. But from what I can tell, this Q thing, someone was like, YAML doesn't really have uh, a schema or typing. We right. don't want to use XSD files, or definitely no <laughs> DTDs. So we need to come up with a new Aww. system that basically defines a schema and the types of values in there because that doesn't exist in YAML yet. Is yeah. that is that kind of what's going on here? I,
2: I think you nailed it pretty well. I mean, it's it's a uh a better interface to JSON, I guess. Mm. A programmer's interface to JSON that uh tries to add some some constructs on top of it. Uh you know, I they're not the first to to mess around with uh ways to generate YAML or JSON more efficiently, but uh Good luck. We <laughs> <But maybe laughs> set up the whole, I mean, daggers. That, yet. I for mean, I, that's not the interesting thing about dagger. Right. Well, I was gonna
1: say, Matt, maybe set up like what, what is, cause I think that was the part, I guess, this kind of like broader questions, like maybe just set up, like when you look at dagger, like what problem is it solving?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think what dagger is trying to solve is, I mean, this is my take on it. So obviously, uh, you know, do your own research, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh it, it looks, they're, they're trying to come up with a set of reusable um components. So if you're building your CI CD pipelines, um, they are portable uh and interchangeable. And, you know, they, they, I think they reference, you know, Lego blocks several times. So if you are developing locally, you can have, you know, you can iterate over just a part of your CI CD and if you are, you know, once you go into production, you could like swap out the, the local, you know, the Docker, um, the local Docker engine for, you know, a CICD uh, for like, you know, CI or, you know, something that is going to, you know, handle all the sprawling off to, you know, dozens of targets. So the idea being like as a developer, you don't really care about the underlying implementation. You just say like, you know, these are the five steps I do when I release my code. And, you know, when I'm locally, it runs this way. And when I put it into, you know, when I commit it and, and our, you know, the real pipelines kick in, um, they replace parts of it, you know, and maybe all I want to do is validation or maybe all I want to do is linting and I can run just those steps. So, I mean, it's. Well, the word that caught my it's attention it's a that, space.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the word that caught my attention that reminded me of some of the work your your old your old job was well, declarative, right? That seems to be their calling card, right? The idea is that you're just gonna describe the pipeline you want, and then you know magic happens, right? There's a system yeah, behind magic. the scenes that's going to make sure that that pipeline is looking like that, but it sort of abstracts you away from having to do kind of all the heavy lifting and like mm-hmm. manual configuration of it. Am I right? Am I generally you know is that a, is that a fair statement?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think most most people are in agreement with the shape of CI CD. Uh, it's the implementation that is is you know fungible, and what they're trying to do is say like, hey, we've agreed on the shape. Uh, let's put, you know abstract away the little building blocks, and uh, you know we'll build up a, a large community of resources, and you know people will be able to to move their their code around no matter where they are. You know, if they're on Azure, if they're on GCP, you know, AWS, local. It doesn't matter, you know, the, to the developer, it's the same experience. They're trying to, you know, just like, like with Docker, they're like, look, if you throw it in this container, it'll be the same anywhere. Now they're saying, like, look, if you use Dagger, your CICD experience will be the same as a developer no matter where you go.
0: Now, now this is the this is the old uh, you know the developers they don't do the magic. Someone else has got to do the fucking yeah magic, yeah right and and like let let's like I uh, I mean I guess it is an abstraction. I don't I don't know I don't know what to call this general pattern of like we got we got a we got a mess of a situation. So let's add a thing on top of it and <laughs> and, and like let's add something on top of it that is that is. M- more componentalized and and yeah. maybe and maybe cleaner because it's newer, but then you know it's like it's like all sort of utopias where like if you go below a certain level like you're in a sprawling like you know dirty place where you got to do integrations and stuff like that which is fine mm-hmm. right like it's I'm sure there's crazy stuff going on in Chip Land.
2: Well, I mean that that there. that's the thing that they they say like in their announcement you know a developer's dream is a DevOps engineer's nightmare. Well you know there are a few problems with that <laughs> and, and
0: so so as a historic analog now now you know brandon kind of brought it up is like i feel like if we were to go to the uh you know even the current but definitely the the many years of the old uh the old chef and puppet world right it's a similar kind of idea where like you know maybe you don't have to do all this this work you can just go to the community and reuse these things and talk about how you want to you know set up a server or how you want to configure a networking thing and like so i'm curious like when it go comes to like the 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 magic like the crappy integration work that developers yes. are hidden uh-huh. from like 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 who
2: does who's that who's gonna work? do that yeah and and like and like <laughs> oh, does... oh, oh, wait wait for 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 those of you who, uh, not watching the video stream here's where i wave my hand in and say that's the community and 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 then and then the second thing is
0: that is it actually possible to get people to not want to do the magic on their own or or do or or do people like for example like like in in chef land would people reuse stuff from the community more than they would make it on their own or would they fall into like because you know we we encounter this in in the um in the in the past internal development layer Mm -hmm, is like mm -hmm. you try to have to use matt ray's signaling a community uh that that does all these things that you reuse then developers don't have to worry about it but then it turns out that every development team is an edge case and they have to go like implement their own stuff and like does, does that end up happening with chef that like people are basically like Oh, I know. There's five different ways to configure a load balancer, but we have a really special need, so we're going to start from scratch
2: uh, yep. and uh, do that. I, I, yeah, I mean that that's that's a perfect analog because what would happen uh, over over in, in, in Chefland is, you know, there are there's a community site with hundreds of cookbooks, and there were some that were I don't know, thirty or forty that were you know provided by chef that eventually became common resources built into the language. Mm, um, right. You know, but the implementation of how to stand up Apache, you know, yeah. even that was, was opinionated um, or, you know, standing up MySQL, or, or, you know, any, any, anything you describe, like someone will have a different opinion. And so what would happen is the, um, the, the common resources would kind of bubble up and eventually move into the language. But like, you know, what, what would happen at a large enterprise is they might have 100 cookbooks and they might use five or 10 community ones. And even those, you know, they were like, well, we forked it, you know. And they'd fork it and not send their pu- push their patches upstream. And, you know, there yeah. is an effort, a community effort to keep, you know, some core functionality around. But I, I really feel like um, you're going to be left with some, pretty simple building blocks and people are still going to have to do a lot of lifting themselves because i mean cicd like what you end up with is syntax short, syntax sh- uh the, Sugar? You know, shortcuts rather oh, than shortcuts. you know like like you know when i use uh, you know uh, C- circle ci or something i can say like look i'm going to be using ruby 2.7 or you know whatever and you know, so it's like, oh, Ruby two point seven. I'll go get all that tools for you, and then and you're going to run these Ruby commands, and that's cool. That, but like somebody has to go and write that. Somebody has to maintain that. Um, I mean, they're so just they're, the problem, they're reinventing like, a lot of stuff, right? But so in the
1: world of like, go back to the config management. It did seem like while people would write it on their own, there was always at least most places there would there was like a need for a standard. People felt like, yeah. hey, when we do it, we should do it this way. So even if they did it on their own. It felt like there was already like a predisposed like need, like hey, we need a way to always do it the same. So that seemed like a well-established. Oh like, yeah, this yeah. is what we want from config management. Like I don't know, like I just feel like on this pipeline stuff. Well, I can see why it would be nice. I don't feel like it's at the same level of like where config management was. Say when Chef and Puppet came about, right? It was like, you know, because it's just as easy. I don't know if it's just as easy, but I just think a lot of times people will be like, well, we're doing AWS, so let's just build the pipeline in there, right? Like it feels like that. Well, and they're already likely. like
2: thirty or forty choices.
1: Yeah, so I I don't know. I guess it's like coming out with this now doesn't feel like the problem is like 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 this doesn't feel like as big a problem as config. And you can argue, we can even argue with like the outcomes of Chef and you know here rumblings puppet <laughs> maybe maybe going the way of Chef in 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 the near future. I don't know. Um, so I I don't know. So I guess you could just say it's like is this a like really big problem?
2: And I don't know, maybe I, that's, that, that's not maybe it's not a so problem. Like, you know? I, I, I want to give these guys the benefit of a doubt. I mean, you know Docker you know, a lot of the concepts that Docker encapsulated already existed, right? You know, we already had jails and, and C True. groups and, and yeah. stuff like that. And they put a nice interface on it. But it's like, you know, a lot of people have already been in this space for a long time. I mean, I see, you know, people are like jumping between, you know, Harness to, you know, Circle to GitLab to, you know, what what you name it. There's like a lot of vendors in this space. And... Are you going to provide an abstraction over the other vendors because they won't care for that, right? Right. So maybe the question you're just asking is, or
1: maybe the strategy is just as simple as like, hey, the belief is they can do it better, right? And they've got some history with a track record of doing, you know, doing Docker, which obviously was a huge success. We can maybe we can argue about bigger Halo success effect. Now. <laughs> yeah, there's success now. We can argue if that was like timing or product, but whatever. I mean, they have this track record, so. I guess hey, why not walk up to the plate, swing again, see if you can hit. You know, this time though, no, there must if, be if, money if,
2: there. Is all I can figure because there are so many companies doing. Well, that. I'm
1: just going to offer up this advice. If Microsoft offers to buy them for like you know many billions of dollars this time, just, just say yes. Microsoft's say already yes.
2: got GitHub Actions.
1: I know, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Like hey, hey, you know, hey, if they call you this time, just take the money. Don't 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 take the VC money. Just feel like no, no. I learned from my Docker experience. We're just going to take the money.
2: You you've got one boat. Get a bigger boat
1: software-defined talk is brought to you by the trace route podcast i've been telling you about a great new podcast i've been listening to the trace route podcast all seven episodes have now been released so you can start binging today the trace route podcast is about the inner workings of our digital world host grace andrews examines the real people social changes and hardware innovations that built and scaled the internet with interviews and stories from some of the leading technologists entrepreneurs and innovators over the last 40 years Every episode of the TraceRod podcast reveals something new and insightful about why the internet is built the way it's built. Like how unused oil pipelines became the best place to run the first fiber optic cables. Or how no one planned for cell phone towers because the expectation was that only rich people would buy mobile phones. I really enjoyed the episode on open source and the interview with Brian Fox, who was a first employee of the Free Software Foundation, the creator of Bash, and also a maintainer of Emacs. He had some interesting stories and some great perspective on open source. So check out that episode. Listen to and binge the Trace Rod Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or go to origins.dev to learn more. Again, that's origins.dev. And of course, we thank the Trace Rod Podcast for sponsoring our show.
0: Well, there was some exciting, uh, I don't know, let's call it human resource news. Maybe not HR in the sense of, you know, like paperwork and uh, annual enrollment, although I'm sure that comes up too, but... It looks like there was an article that Goldman Sachs is is tracking workers swiping in and out, right? Which is probably why they don't want tailgating. I, I recently <laughs> speaking of HR, I recently redid my security my annual security check. You know, some all, all up on that stuff. You got your you got your private, your confidential, some other security layers uh, that you can have in there, and uh, of course, you know, you, you if. The proper answer, uh, if someone says they forgot their badge and they want to come in, even if you know them, is uh, I think one of the proper answers was to ignore them and quickly go inside is a possibility. You can also, you know, tell them that, uh, you know, they need to go check in uh, at the desk there. And I feel like, man, I feel like that has got to be one of the most awkward human interactions possible if you're actually following that. Right. Because it's just like. Really? Like, is that uh, is that going to be the case? Like, there's so many times back when I went to an office where there was someone that I knew behind me. Like, let's say, you know, our friend Barton George, he still (laughs) works at Dell. Right. And, uh, you know, if I was walking into Dell as an employee and Barton was behind me, like, I feel like I would just hold the door for him. You know, not not because I'm like a Victorian or something, but just because it's normal. You would hold. because <laughs> Barton's
2: a nice guy.
0: Yeah, and then Barton would be like Mahalo. You but know, no, like,
1: is <laughs> it this article giving you uh, a whole other reason, right? Because now. You're Not being employed, you're saying, Well, listen, you need to get credit for being in the office, right? Oh, that's what this is Goldman, like having
0: someone like punch your card for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, Internet. it's
1: actually opposite. Now, you don't ever, and at least in Goldman Sachs, you want to always be swiping in to prove because that's going to be the yeah. evidence that yeah. you are in the office and that you're doing a, a better job. At least it's the that, swiping out there, and,
2: you and don't they're, want. they're probably stack ranking employees, and, and probably a large percentage of your annual performance is office attendance. Oh,
0: that would <laughs> well, be good. the whole article. So, so
2: you I, wanna you wanna make sure that your coworkers get sent below you because you're gonna get that perfect attendance award and uh-huh. shine. Well, of course when I
1: read this article, I, I the only the most important questions came to mind about like what's going on here. So my first question is like, who came up with the algorithm to determine if you're in the office? Like how like when do you swipe in like, if you swipe in, like, after 11 a.m., is that count as, like, being in the Oh, I morning? see the rules. Right, like right, right. Like, what are, like, because there seems like a lot, just like monitoring, there are a lot of potential rules here that you have to go through. Like, what if you had a dentist appointment? Oh. What if you got, a, had a yeah. family emergency? What if you, like, came in uh, early, uh, late, but you're going to work late? Like, does that go off? And then, of course, because it's being Goldman Sachs, like, I would assume everything is reported in Excel. Right. So who is the team putting together the pivot tables to sort the data, to create the presentation in the investment banking format that gets rolled up to the executives? Like that has to be an entire meeting. Right. Like, how are we going to show
2: this? What happens if you never swipe out? Well, That's the whole
1: point. Then that gets my next thing. Is there a pager duty system involved? Like at some point, when does the notification go off? Like, are you either. This person uh-huh, hasn't shown uh-huh. off, so you're you're kind of being more negative. Or is it what you're saying, Matt, is like Matt swiped in on Monday. It's now been seven <laughs> weeks, and he's I, never I swiped think... out. Like, like does someone have to then investigate that? And be like, is he still working? The, 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 oh my! He, so, like, so has,
2: the big brother angle now is going to be like, not only can you not allow tailgaters in, you cannot. Can't allow tailgaters out. Right, that that's going to be the opposite. <laughs> like, does security have to like flip the entire system where like you're worried about people not oh. swiping
1: out? Uh-huh. Everyone's swiping uh-huh. in now. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Gold, so now you have to like look around car. and be like, "Yeah, you go go back, swipe out. You can't just you know you can't follow Matt out the door." Like that seems like a whole and then again, like how's that represented in Excel? Like, are the graphs gonna account for this? Is that being there? I think for we're seven gonna weeks? need some
2: AI in here. Some are we AI gonna have like a logarithmic scale?
1: Like, do those things get filtered out as noise? Then are we not telling the whole story? Can we just I mean
2: chip our, chip the employees. And then most oh, importantly, it's like does it integrate how
1: does this integrate with workday? Like shoes that to me be, is the most important yeah, question.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is there yes. an
1: MBO in, in uh, Workday? Is it automatically updated? Do I have to provide that data myself? Like, I, I feel like there's a lot inside of this. This could be a, a whole new Workday module.
0: Well, maybe you can upload a CSV file. That's, that's <laughs> probably what you can do is you can integrate through, uh, through uploads. Now, I'm guessing also since they're in banki- banking, they probably use Mecco charts, right? Like, that's pro- they probably have that, uh, that add-on uh, for Excel. That's M-E-K-K-O chart. You can tell when someone is like, Really, in finance and banking, if they use these charts, because they're not really like standard. Uh, I think you always have to buy a uh, an optional thing to to have them in there. We used to use these charts, and they certainly they certainly do look cool. Uh, as far as their usefulness, you know, it's it's a kind of it's a multi bar one hundred uh, percent area graph chart.
1: Right. So, so they use this a lot for like market cap, on exactly the, on the this is, uh, stock market. Right. It's mm-hmm. great
0: for TAMS. Like if you, if you wanted to put all infrastructure software the TAM for it, uh, across vendors, you could do that in a Mecco chart really well. So you would just
1: and, be total hours worked would be your unit, right? And then right, you would just that, put everybody on there. And then, right? and then
0: maybe, uh, Oh, I know what you do. So total hours worked. Uh-huh. And then each, each, uh, you do the, each vertical column is a group within right. Goldman Sachs. Like and then, VPs, and then, interns. Right. And, and, then, uh-huh. and then it's just people who fill it up. Right. And so yeah. you can start to see that, like, Oh look here you know the the uh the uh, these people who we send out to get us coffee are always coming in and out of the office i don't know what's up with them obviously they're not working well enough and then these uh these investment bankers they're sitting here all the time they they never leave I don't well know do you
1: go one on. step further do you just like you know do some graphite do you just put this chart like literally in the open office you just have it oh, yeah. all the information time information radiator yeah with everybody's name at uh, all yeah. times and you just and you uh-huh. just have it going red or green like depending like you, the stock goes up a, and down a
2: leaderboard a leaderboard a leaderboard
1: <laughs> and then you kind of show like when you fall <laughs> off right you just literally have like some animation when you're that's like good. oh that was eliminated yep mm, like yeah yeah
2: Wow, I, you know my, my kids are watching, uh, reading the Hunger Game series, and I'm I'm feeling a good vibe there. Yeah, I like it. Now, like, now,
0: know, now, let's be a little genuine. The idea here was that people are not spending enough time in the office. Was that I don't I forget that part. No, of the people are not I,
1: returning to the office because they basically uh, Goldman uh, yes, has yes. come back and said, "Hey, pandemics, you know, officially over. Everyone needs to be back in the office." And so, yes. what they're finding though is they've got thousands of people. Who are
2: not reporting so this is why they they're just not this. swiping in that's the real problem they're, they're <laughs> there they're just not swiping in now this this, so,
0: this suggests another thing is that the the bureaucracy is failing to report upwards enough if there is proper attendance right because in theory if people are in the office the manager will be there because the only reason to be in the office and there's two reasons there's three reasons to be in the office one because you get distracted at home two Uh, The manager wants to do management by walking around and needs to see you, right? And then three, I don't know, free snacks. Yeah. uh, And and so, like, uh, like, you know, so I assume the manager, you know, would see them because that's the point to do their management by walking around. Uh, So if these people aren't in the office... It would suggest that management is not reporting up. The managers are not reporting up the chain, and so now they need to automate it. Which also suggests that managers probably also don't want to come in, and so at some point, if you go up the the bureaucratic hierarchy, there is someone who wants to go into the office, and they are the ones who instigated. Right. Well, in this, this case, uh, this,
1: that's this definitely monitor. the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Like, he has come out and said unequivocally. You know, work from home was an aberration. You know, everybody needs to be in the office. So I guess, and it probably, my guess is it filters down a couple levels where whether or not people want to, like, I would, I would assume his direct reports are always in the office. Oh, for sure. So probably a third level business trips, my guess third levels where it starts to break down. Right, where third yeah, level okay, from the CEO, okay. people are start. Probably there's some people that just you said they're like they're pretty busy, they travel a lot. There's probably legitimate reasons they're not going to be in the office. Now fourth level, we're starting to get to free for all. Right, where there's people that are managing people, but they're like, ah, you know, I want I want to be a good manager. My team's getting their stuff done. I I I believe um I can trust my people. Right, so they're probably kind of in that real middle management dilemma. Right, they probably feel like they could work at home and like it, and they feel like. Their, their directs could work, but they're also being pulled by the above to get everyone back in. So I bet you that's the level where it all breaks down.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and do you think do you think if we did have that leaderboard, the CEO would be on top? You think they would
2: they would always be up Definitely there? Definitely not, like, but who, that wouldn't matter, right? Be, but he's he doesn't have to badge in. He, he, he's he, like the queen. Right? He doesn't even need his own passport. Oh, yeah, yeah. he yeah.
1: wouldn't even it, like that's that question is crazy. Like, of course, he would be exempt from any type of, of tracking of that. Like, mm-hmm. that's rule number one. Like, when as soon as you implement the system, the first thing you do is you implement badges that will never be tracked. Right. That would be the first requirement. Right. You'd be like certain people on a list. We never report their attendance. Right.
0: Right. I mean, because you might be leaving to discuss some uh, top secret shit. Like, some Right. Because
1: you wouldn't want to know. There'd be a whole set of reasons <laughs> that it would not be possible to track a because certain. Because you're working from
0: your lake house in Tahoe with the with the with uh on a big deal with the clients yes. with the but customer.
2: don't you think
1: you could just go in to the office like i feel like i could go in and solve this in 30 minutes I, and it would just be one meeting It'd be like the rule is going to be the same rule well, it always is if the people that are not in the office are making you tremendous amounts of money you're you're fine you're never going to ask them and the people that are if the, the people that are not in the office are not making you a tremendous amount of money those people are going to move on like that's going to be the answer to this question. Yeah, that's yeah, always sales people, the answer. Yeah, right?
2: salespeople never badge in.
1: Right. That's what i No one, No one investment banker that's pulling in billions of dollars of deals. No one cares. No one is going to ask about that person or what they're doing, right? It's only going to be people that are not on the list, are not perceived as making tons of money that this will be a problem for. And frankly, it was probably a problem regardless of they were in or out of the office. So mm-hmm. it's like the same rules just apply all the time.
0: Just, you want to be outcome-based. That's what the digital transformation people say. You want to shift from activities to outcomes, business value.
1: Right, right? but that like, would be like, it seems like of all jobs, like investment banking would be the most outcome-based easy one to do. It's like, just look at the end of the quarter. Okay, well, well that you person's know, may, doing great.
0: Maybe another thing that happened is you know, someone was walking the halls and they were like, I got I to gotta find someone to make me a spreadsheet for this. You know, we gotta, <laughs> if I can get a spreadsheet in the next 45 minutes, we can, we can close this deal. And maybe they were walking around. There's like, there's no one here who I can just walk up to and ask to make a spreadsheet. This is bullshit. And like, you know, what am I, What do I make my own spreadsheets? Fuck that. And so like, maybe this is just like, you got to have the, the, the people there. So it's, it's that's the fourth Well, I
1: think what say. you're just saying is the optics, right? And I think that is a big part of it. Hey, this is the way. And I, I actually think this is maybe a, a reason that, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's just sort of like, hey, if you sign up to work at Goldman Sachs, and I think it, it's fair to say it's like, you are signing up to be in the office. And you're to your point, especially as an associate, you're signing up to be on call to do spreadsheets. And it's like, I think it's been pretty well established. I don't think anyone getting into those jobs, like they shouldn't be surprised by that. So at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. the fact that like, I mean, we kind of make a lot of jokes about this, but it's like, I kind of get it. It's like, well, that's what you signed up for. And if you don't want that, then you probably just have the wrong company. And I think, yeah. I actually don't think the CEO, like, although the way they're going about it here seems kind of weird, right? It just seems like a little... Uh, I don't know, big brotherish. It just it just seems like, yeah, at the end of the day, this is gonna work itself out in six six to twelve months, you know, the people that are not in the office probably won't be there anymore.
0: You get a little drone to to <laughs> do things for you. Yeah, yeah, I I guess you're right. You know, I mean, you know what you're signing up for. It's like if you if you start some sort of infrastructure software startup nowadays, you know you're gonna make a layer of abstraction. You just you're signing up for that. Well, uh, so we, you know, that's, that's good. I'm, I, I, I'm glad I don't work in an office. So I, I have to be tracked like that. And, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I don't think I even have a card. Is that like, (laughs) you're supposed to get a card.
1: No kind of badge.
0: No, no badge. I, you know, when I, when I, uh, over the years, when I traveled around, I would always, I guess I did have a pivotal badge. Yeah. I had had a
2: chef badge that I used like three times.
0: Yeah, and I I would always try to go to the local office and be like, "Can you add this office to my badge?" And people would just look at me like I had five heads. Like, and so it just after a while, I was just like, "I I don't know, whatever. This badge doesn't do anything." And uh, it actually worked in like one building somewhere, which was nice. You could go get free snacks. You know, again, exactly. In the my uh, kids
2: are like, you should interview at a place that's close that has free snacks. Oh.
0: You know, I think I think a level of maturity will be and that pays well is mm. uh, is, is what they'll put in there. So you can work on your layers of. Yeah, um, that,
2: that, that's my retort. It's like, well, if I'm paid well, I can buy more snacks, the uh-huh. ones I want.
0: That's how they get you, Matt Ray. They, they're like, mm. we give we give you this money and you're like, yes. But when you, the company buys free snacks, you can get a volume discount so you can actually get better <laughs> snacks than if I were to buy them because I would be limited by my ability to buy uh, in volume.
2: How am I going to eat $25,000 worth of granola bars? <laughs>
0: yeah. And so instead, you got to buy like the shitty granola bars that, that Ugh, you can afford. My
2: poor children.
1: All right, yeah. Coach a, if you started a company, would you offer free snacks? Absolutely. My, I was going to say my answer to this question is no. Because like I've seen this play out multiple times because there will come a time in, in that company's life that you'll have to take away the free snacks and any goodwill that you create by giving out free snacks is so incredibly destroyed by a power of 10 when they are taken away uh, that like the, just the potential that one day you'd have to take away the free snacks is such a negative moment in an HR employee culture uh, way that it's, it's not worth having the free snacks. So that's what I've like. Cause I've, I've seen, I mean I've seen more passion sometimes about like the free snacks going away in a corporation than almost yeah. anything else that I have per- personally witnessed. So it's like yeah. be wary. It's like if you give out free snacks, that's a lifetime commitment for that company.
0: Well, listen, I mean, I think you know what I would do. I mean, I'm just like like week week 3 of this company I started. I've got like Elliot and Associates and Tomo Bravo on the phone. <laughs> We're just like I'm like when's this cash out happen, right? Like <laughs> I, this place needs some optimization, and I'm not going to be the one to do it because I. The like first these thing free you say snacks. is like,
1: "Yeah, we're still get, we still have free snacks, so build that into the spreadsheet." When you kill that off, that's going to really raise. Yeah, your it's going to ruin
0: morale. It's, that's that's uh, you don't you don't want that. I mean, it, it's yeah yeah. So I think free snacks. You you definitely uh, you want to have it at the start, and then and then it's the way that you really uh, focus on that op uh to get your optics uh, to, to to do things. Although now now let's 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 throw that in the blender there, uh, Brandon. How much of a story multiplier is free snacks, right? Like, does that? Mm. How does it work for the formula?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, people always say like people will work longer if they get free food, right? So I don't know. Maybe you'd have to like say, I don't know if it's just on free snacks, but you'd just say like free food of some kind buys you like an extra hour per person okay, okay. Per... <laughs> Per day, maybe I don't know. Every thirty yeah. minutes per day, something like that. Like you're getting another thirty minutes out of everybody uh-huh. that works for you a day. We
0: could spreadsheet this. Yeah, I then think. you then absolutely you build, build that into your velocity, that.
1: right? And then yeah. that's that's how you make the business case for uh, the free snacks. Until you get a CFO who's just like, I don't believe in that. No, yeah. well, but, gonna, but but, but there's a no
2: spreadsheet that shows like by having less office space, we save money. True. That's yeah. An and all remote. those remote yeah. employees, you know yeah. what? We'll, we'll send them a, an Uber Eats once a month, and and they'll love us. That's now, true. Now, now you know
0: you know what an affordable. I think the the there's there's a, a meal that the CFO is going to love because it's very cheap. Beans, <laughs> right? <laughs> basically, basically, I think what Look you could do, at you know, them, you know, you know how like at Coopers and other places, barbecue places, mm-hmm. there's just a big pot of free beans. So I think I think what we do is we we have free snacks but
2: we have a big pot of beans and maybe and bananas everybody loves bananas too oh yeah bananas are fine
0: just like you know you just but you cycle them through like one day it's black beans next day it's pinto beans and it's black beans again then it might be black beans and pinto mm. beans man and
2: just, the snack bar is just like the sides line up at rudy's oh that'd be so awesome yeah maybe some maybe sliced like cream onions. corn and beans
1: All right, well, now that we've established the the methodology around the free snacks, before we go, before we run out of time here, I did want to get both of your takes on, like, Pat Gelsinger, former uh, CEO of, I guess, VMware, now CEO of Intel, right? So, his pay package came out today. Looks like he earned $178, $79 million, roughly. So, my question is, it's just simple. Like, do you think he had to enter anything into Workday during his review <laughs> to get that? Like, do you think he had, has he ever logged into Workday and put, like, updated his goals? Like, has it ever happened? That's that's the most important question I want to know about that compensation.
0: Uh, You know, I have never thought about that. Like, do, does the executive... I, I guess in workday you can probably delegate to your your yeah, uh, definitely administrative can right? assistant. But do you yeah. think
1: it has like? Do you think it has goals in there? Like, it actually has his goals, like you know, raise price, sure. And like he actually goes through and he's like, oh, it's so, like my reviews coming off. I got, like hopefully I'll get a good bonus, like one hundred seventy nine million dollars. You think he's in there, like you know, in the, in the text box? But is he? That's the part of what I'm really curious. Is like, is he fighting the text box, or is he like, man, I should do this in Word? But then you cut and paste from Word, and then you're over the character count. And he's like, and, oh yeah. man, I'm no, trying no. to get another he, couple he, million dollars. He, he, he
2: his desk and punches I mean, a button and he's like you know Suzanne uh, give me five out of five on everything across the board. send that uh, send that to my boss
1: right and that's the other thing is the board of directors didn't log in do they log in and like review it that's the other part of like did they have a login to actually get it and go through and like oh, and yeah. then just you have to then acknowledge it at the end but right? you know you have to acknowledge well, like yes, right. uh, like something so, like, Pat, it. you've done a great job we've decided to give you 179 million dollars this year uh, and we look forward to you having a great FY23. Like, is that like that? like it says? In, yeah, they just uh, in the have work, like you know?
0: a, a standard form letter that you get for your, your bonus. That would be great. I think it's mean,
2: <laughs> fascinating. And, and, yeah, and they're like, we'll send you a Calendly and we'll schedule this meeting and we'll get the five of us, you know, the board and, and you. I mean, probably not but the question but also is too, like you know how you
1: always have no matter what happens you always have to have something to work on right they'll always be like and you know i oh, yeah. really like it so like after after like hey pat listen we we reviewed it look i'm gonna give you 179 million dollars did a great job this year you really b- built the morale around but um if next year you could build us faster chips that'd be really that'd be really, <laughs> really good and I just want to tell you, um, I you have the full support of of me and everyone here. And if you have any questions or anything, let us know, because we really want you to build faster chips. Okay. And then that's it. Like, that's the end of the review. Like, that's, is that's that how it, it goes? I, I
0: Yeah. I, I mean, basically, that's what every Intel board meeting is like. Right? Like, we
1: need faster chips. That's pretty much what we need. Is there any we questions? Got,
0: we, we had the, the McKinsey people wrapped up their yeah. recommendation for strategies for next year. Check out this Mecco chart. If you read it carefully, it says faster chips. Faster that's chips. Uh, like, that's in our sweet spot.
2: Yeah, that's all we need. Uh, just faster chips, Pat. any questions? Well, we, we can we can revisit this 179 million number. Yeah, it's like, and
1: hey, you know, Pat, you know, if you if you pull that off, maybe we can see 200 million next year, right? You know, because like, cause that's the other thing. Because you, you think he's like, oh man, I only got 178. He's like, I feel so just like I'm just so disappointed, right? Because when you like, cross the hundred million dollar threshold, and you're like. Man, I got to get, I got to get to 200. Like, otherwise I'm just like, because that's the other thing I always wonder They're like, 178 kids, Pat, all in. He's all in at 178. At 150, he's probably distracted. He's probably not really putting in his effort, the full effort. That's the yeah. other part of the compensation uh, discussion. It's like, what do we got to do to keep Pat excited, right? We got to really 178 is the number. I'd love to hear that conversation.
0: I, I, you know, maybe, maybe the deal I'm thinking in, you know, if I was told I need to make faster chips, I would be like, okay, for every let's see, every percentage that we make them faster, I want you to pay me my, my annual oh, compensation like faster. Oh, yes. I right? like Ooh. And, Ooh. and so like if, if-
1: This is a KPI we can get behind, yeah. It's, it's uh-huh. like yeah. You,
0: yeah. you want to you have some formula worked out there, right? That if, if, if we make the chips 50% faster, I want mm-hmm. a 150% bonus. Right? Like it. Right? Like, or, or whatever, you know, you work something out. I don't, I don't know what it is. And so you, uh, you really can, uh, the fast chips are going to happen right like it's 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 gonna be it's it's gonna pan like out now it. i think i think the real question we need to ask here is well i i don't know if there's a ceo anymore but, but let's just say the the ceo of workday do you think they enter in all of their own stuff like are, they, <laughs> are they going in there like with their own stuff with their own mbos or okrs or kpis or whatever they're doing are, are they entering that in there tracking it
2: are they executive dog fooding it
1: the biggest question I have about all of Workday comes down as like, clearly there's like a missing link around because like anyone who's actually had to enter anything into it, right, immediately understands that the text field is almost impossible to edit, right? Because you're always yeah. supposed to be like writing something of some length, right? So the only question is like everyone at Workday must know this, right? Because like they see it every day, right? And it's like at the end of the day, like the only thing that you can – the only answer is like nobody cares, right? Everybody's kind of in on it. They're like, we don't care what you do. Just like cut and paste from word, whatever. We're not going to spend one minute thinking about this because it has zero impact on the sales of this product, which in turn kind of like is a, an indictment of the review system, right? If you're like, if the thing that you're supposed to be able to do in it is not good, then it sort of does sort of, if you will reveal how important it is to everyone. So, so I, I guess I just ended on, it's like, There's just some type of compliance need to have the system in place, but that's what matters. Like that it's in place, not that it's easily utilized is the only answer I can come to.
0: Yeah. Well, that defines a lot of software. Well, you know, you know, what is easy to explain, Brandon, is how to get stickers.
1: Absolutely. And this week I sent uh, some stickers to Daniel in California and he says uh, he's a big fan and it's going to be the first sticker on his new laptop. So Really glad to hear that. And if you'd like a sticker, all you have to do is send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. Uh, A couple other things came out of uh, the Slack this week I want to mention. Uh, I'll uh, let everyone look this up. but uh, Brett, he uh, recommends the Magnificent app, which corrects your previous console command. I just think it's fantastic. So just go look at it. You can see the quick demo in the link. Um, many of you will probably enjoy that. Also, uh, Unity is hiring. So if you're looking for a job here in Austin, Texas, you probably go work at Unity. Uh, good friend Brian Gracely over at Solo. He's looking for some help in tech marketing. So if uh, if that's your thing, you know, reach out to Brian. And all of those jobs are available. To find more information in the Slack channel that's labeled jobs. So go find those people. There's actually some people in there looking for jobs. So if you're actually looking for candidates. You can also see some resumes in there if that's your thing. And then finally, Matt, uh, it came to my attention, someone on Twitter said happy birthday. So I assume you had a birthday somewhat recently. So Matt, happy birthday. And if not, the person on Twitter <laughs> is is lying. No, so no, one, it was one
2: day or the other. It was last month, but sure. All right, we'll take it, you know. Was it happy? Uh it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> Matt Ray, the middle years. <laughs> <laughs> well uh uh i had something else i was gonna say but i forgot oh do you think that solo.io do they have a layer of, of abstraction I, th- I think i need to investigate and see if they're abstracting things you yep. should have brian
1: i should have brian on we'll do an interview he's always got some He'll tell us what, what's going on we we'll even good. get to say maybe get his take on like why well, he changed jobs so he'll probably have some good stories well, well
0: uh Well, there's also some conferences there. At the end of May, you have that conference over there in Round Rock, Austin. Lots of DevOps Days coming up. There's one May 4th and 5th in Austin that I'll be at, a DevOps Days Austin. We also have our uh, Spring Tour Chicago, April 26th and 27th. That is this month. And I will be there as well. Uh, And, uh, you know, then we have our Spring Platform one, and and VMworld has been renamed VMware Explorer. That's exciting in August. But if you want to find out uh, links to those, you can go to slash 352 The uh the Spring Tour Chicago, I, I I think it's either really cheap or free. I think you do have to pay something for it, but uh it'll be great. I looked over the uh program for there for it, and there's a lot of like how to run stuff on Kubernetes for various types of developers uh which should be fun. Now, uh you know, Speaking of running things on on Kubernetes and beans and uh, stuff like that, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: Well, definitely definitely I'm putting a link to uh, Johnny Cash's song, Look at Them Beans, because, you know, it's Johnny Cash. It's classic. And beans. Um, The official food
0: of software-defined talk.
2: (laughs) As long as you get them at Costco. Um, Yeah, the sad thing is, like, Look at Them Beans, was my introduction to my kids for Johnny Cash so whew. <laughs> uh but uh i think my other recommendation is I, I recently read uh murder on the orient express the agatha christie novel with uh with one of my kids and then we watched uh, the movie uh the the recent kenneth Brano movie and you know, the book is is good it, it's fun reading like those kind of older I guess it's a classic, you know, it came out in the thirties or forties, whatever. And, you know, it, like talking about the, the time at, at you know, the, this you know, the historical placing of everything. And, and that was, that was interesting. And of course, you know, so much of it is just torn apart if you put it in a modern setting, but, uh, the movie was probably hard to follow if you hadn't read the book. I mean, it's, it's got a lot going on. So, uh, huh. you know, but, uh, if, if, uh, I think it's, you know, the most accessible of Agatha Christie's or, you know, the most popular at least of her, her novel. So uh, check that out. If you, if you want a, an easy read, fun, yeah. easy read. I, I, uh,
0: I started watching that movie and, and uh, it seemed okay, but I, I didn't get that far. Yeah. Because, it, every, it's everyone's kind of okay, but train. it's like,
2: there's like a dozen people. and That's too many for a movie.
0: Yeah, that is a lot of people. There's lots of intrigue building up. i have to go back to that. How about yourself, Brandon? What do you have to recommend this week?
1: All right, um, I'm going to recommend these Yasso bars. It's uh, a Greek yogurt like ice cream bar, and they're fantastic. Recently discovered them. They're available at Costco, HEB. I don't know, probably all over the United States. But the the thing that's great about them is they're 100 calories or less, and they very are. They remind you very much of uh, an ice cream bar. So if you're kind of looking for like a sweet mm. snack that's a little bit on the healthier side, at least on the lower cal. Cow- Side, I really uh, recommend Yaso. They're a little expensive, but like honestly, I was like, I think it's 100% worth it. So, uh, get yourself a sweet treat that's not too uh, high cal. Try the Yaso bars. And also, I was going to mention this many times on the show. I was going to say Severance, the Apple TV Plus television show. Think it's fantastic. Tomorrow is the season finale, so I will say have I try not to get the expectations too high, but my expectations are very high. So I will report next week. Whether or not it's safe to watch the entire season, if it, if it paid off, so I already know there's going right. to be season two, which is like always one of those like uh, I don't know, good and bad kind of things, right? You like to see it conclude, right? You don't want to get dragged on for a long period of time, but they've done a good job, so so I'm 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 optimistic. Severance will deliver on a good season finale, and my time will have been well spent. We shall see.
0: All right. Well, I, I'll have to get around to watching that. Well, my recommendation. Uh, we did. We did uh, uh, the. Maybe we'll do some more. But we did the last of uh, for a while of our our online executive roundtables tonight, and we had the lovely uh, Marcus, the Sommelier, and what he sent out. He sent out some white wine, but he also sent out. Uh, I you know I'm gonna butcher this for people who actually know how to speak Spanish, uh, the this canned asparagus called cojo Nudos, uh, as 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 I'll have to take a picture of it to show, but. Apparently, cojonudos is like uh if you translate it it means something like, you know, crazy balls, like, you know, this is crazy good and and apparently the king in exile uh of Spain uh ate some of these and said that. He was like, whoa, these are these are great." And so now they're named uh, cojonudos. And they're basically like this white asparagus uh that has been put in a a large can uh and, you know, my wife Kim's reaction was that that is gross and disgusting, and why would you ever do that? She's very extreme uh, in her opinions, but I think they taste delicious. They're great, and I, I think with a little bit of like bacon or maybe some uh, some serrano ham, it'd be a nice uh, little sandwich. I think they're very popular tapas to have, but uh, you can look those up. Get them in a can. Maybe I'll I'll bring some back to the states to distribute to people. Although they'll probably be like. This goes directly in the trash when that joker leaves. Why don't he just bring me waffles That's what everyone wants. Uh, well, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 352. We've got a great Slack community. We set this up way before Discord was popular, so that's why it's Slack. I don't really know what the deal <laughs> with Discord is, but people seem to like that. And uh, But it's Slack that we use. So if you go to SoftwareDefinedTalk.com, you can click on the Slack link, get yourself in there. We discuss all sorts of links, other things like that. There was a great uh, a pointer to a uh, uh, on KUTX last Friday. They had a Yacht Rock night, and so uh, I got to check that out. I actually made a little Spotify playlist of all the stuff on there if you want to go look in that channel and find it. And with that, it's time to sail away, and we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Aloha. Kim and I were thinking about like I wanted to stay at like a uh, you know an Airbnb and she's like why don't we stay in a hotel And I said well it's nice to have a kitchen and she said we don't need a kitchen because I'm going to eat out for every meal <laughs> <laughs> she's she's not wrong yeah my kids she were was like, like we all we need is a, a large fridge for the leftovers yeah yeah yeah, good. yeah the
2: kids were like. You know, we like it when when grandmother, you know, grandmother tries to cook, but we don't want, want her food. We want to go out to eat.
1: <laughs> I lost my chat window. Where's my chat window? Now I've made everything too big. How many uh applications can you have open on two de- on two monitors at once? Is there someone come up with the math? Like on two monitors max- at once? Yeah, I got two twenty seven inch monitors. What is there for my maximum number of applications <laughs> i'm allowed to have open like there should be like a, a calculator for this it's like yep you've now exceeded you have to shut something down right it's like yeah. you have too many windows for your mind the computer can handle it you can no longer handle it
0: i think i think uh you know isn't there a, a dunbar number that's like uh, <laughs> a like, dunbar number for like i think i think 15 i think you can have 15 max maximum 15 mm, it's ad, advise, it. advisable to have eight right now and now I say fifteen because sometimes you know, like your Zoom app just stays
1: open, right? Right. Like so, it's like you can kind of like overflow. Like I think six because you can have basically yeah, two main yeah. windows and let's, then let's, four let's small got, windows. Yeah. And then oh, you, can you have, and then you can overflow. Like you said, if you have like web, uh, like streaming or something like that, that can like jump in I for see. a little bit for like that could be your eighth, but it has to go away after like. I, see, I see,
0: but you you mean actually you can see the window.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like at this point, if I can't see it, if if you start like minimizing stuff into the, then it's just like, it's all, it's a shit show. It's like everything's lost. Like I can't find anything.